Welcome to the Untold Podcast, capturing the culture's imagination through speculative fiction. I'm your host, Nathan James Norman. So, our plans shifted just a bit this month. We ran into a snag with our second Halloween episode. It's still coming out after Halloween, but we ran into some production issues, so it had to be delayed. But that's good news for you. Because instead of just delaying the episode, we're going to bring you a story we would have otherwise skipped. So, this week, we are bringing you a real-life horror story. It's a story from the Bible. I preached this sermon last week at the Orchard Church in Traverse City, Michigan. We used to feature these first-person sermons from time to time on the Untold Podcast, but stopped doing so over a year ago. We're not going to be doing these regularly, but I think you'll agree this story belongs on the Untold Podcast. So, without further ado, the Untold Podcast presents The Demoniac by Nathan James Norman. I'm so glad you all have a moment to spare. I've been traveling around the Decapolis region, telling people about my story. I know some of you probably recognize me, but if you do, please don't be scared. Just just hear me out. Hear what I have to tell you. My name is Jason, and I'm a Greek, born right here in the Decapolis area, right in the homeland of Israel. And so because I was part of the Decapolis here, and and I'm a Greek, I of course grew up with my family, and like most of you, I was never close with my parents. We just never really were, but even as a young man, I still lived with them. One day my uncle came to me, and he offered me a job as a merchant, so I took it. And I started making some good money, and things were going well for a time, but then before too long, my parents were getting into financial trouble. It looked like they were going to lose the house. And so because I was making good money, I decided to help them out. And so I was trying to bail them out and and support their finances. But before I knew it, my finances were getting into trouble and I need someone to come rescue me. And you know what it's like. The harder I worked, the less money I made. And I just kept throwing myself into my uncle's work and, and, and I just kept bringing home less and less and less. Because I was a Greek and, and, and I was a good citizen, I would always go and make sacrifices to the gods with the community. All throughout the year, whenever we had our festivals, I was a good citizen like that. But there really wasn't anything there. And in my desperation, as, as I, we looked like we were going to lose our home and our lives, and, and I don't even have to tell you, if you're a young man and you don't have any money, women will not give you a second look. In my desperation, I just, I'm so frustrated that I, I, I had to do something. I needed power and I had no power. And so I decided to join one of the mystery cults. As all of you know, initiates are not allowed to talk about which cult they belong to or how they were initiated. But everybody knows about Mithras, how they would dig a large pit, a six-foot-deep pit, and they'd put the initiate into the bottom of that pit, and they'd place a slatted roof over the top of the initiate's head. And then over on top of that roof, they would lead a bull. 
and they would sacrifice that bull over top of the roof. And as the blood trickled down the initiate, he would gain its power, this power of the bull. That's how one of the cults did it anyways. And you know what? It worked. It worked almost immediately. Overnight, I started making more money than I knew what to do with. It was I, I was able to help my parents. I was able to fix my finances. And, and, and women were throwing themselves at me. And I don't know if you've ever had the opposite sex fight over you. But if you hadn't, let me tell you, it was wonderful. <laughs> it was wonderful. Things were going well. I finally had the power I needed to succeed in life. But then I started having these, these bizarre dreams. And I would go to sleep in my parents' house at night. And then I, I, I would wake up and I would find myself in a graveyard. And then I, these voices started speaking to me in my head and I, I kept hearing them, and they would tell me to do these awful things, things which I did not want to do. They would tell me to steal, and they would tell me to start these pointless fights, and I, I didn't listen to them for the longest time, and I, sometimes I did listen to them, and once in a while, I, 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 but I didn't listen to them, and I fought them, and, and it got so bad, I remember one night I was at my parents' home, and I was arguing with my, with my mother over, over something. I can't even remember what it was, but we were arguing and, and she just wouldn't stop talking and she kept yelling and screaming and I kept telling her, shut up and, and she just wouldn't listen. So I, I, I hit her. I hit my own mother. And I don't even remember over what. My father threw me out of the house and I began wandering the streets picking fights with whoever would fight me. The voices kept speaking to me. They kept shouting at me. It got so bad that my uncle hired exorcists and shamans and priests to try and get rid of this evil, these evil spirits that were within me. But none of it worked. They came and they brought amulets and, and herbs and potions and, and scrolls and none of it worked. It only got worse. The voices got louder. My uncle threw me out of the business. My parents wanted nothing to do with me. And then one night, my wandering became so bad that the city officials sent soldiers to come. And the soldiers came and they had large, large manacles and, and chains, huge chains, and they managed to get them around my, my wrists and my ankles. And as they were hauling me away through the city, a crowd grew. And as they hauled me away, I could feel my rage grow. And I could hear the voices inside of me. And as my anger grew, I could feel power, real power coursing through my veins and I snapped the chains as if they were straw and I chased the soldiers away and I grabbed one of the citizens and I beat him so badly it terrified me
I ran. I ran with these voices screaming. I ran with these spirits, these demons screaming inside of me. I, I ran away from the cities. I ran into the hill country. I ran, I ran to the Gerasene region where there wasn't many men by the Sea of Galilee. All that was there was large groups of pigs and a few people who tended to them. Do you know how hard it is to raise pigs? Do you know how hard it is to graze swine? They're not like sheep. Sheep you can gather together in a herd and just move them along from place to place when the food is out. When they run out of things to eat, you just move them along. That's not swine. Swine won't go together in groups. They'll never move together in groups. You have to take one or two or maybe three, if you're lucky, and and take them and move them from a new place so that they can eat something else. It's terribly difficult work. (laughs) I didn't make it easy. I would see these the pigs and I, I, the voices would scream at me and I felt so much violence within me and I'd run after them and scatter them, make the, make the farmers so angry and I, I would grab hold of the pigs and slaughter them. And the men would try and stop me and I'd chase them away. They were terrified of me. I had more power than anyone I had ever known. And I was completely miserable. The voices would make me sleep in the tombs at night, among the graveyards, among dead things. And I was so... I would take sharp rocks and I would cut myself on my arms and on my legs just so that I could feel something. One morning I woke up and something was different. Something was coming from the Sea of Galilee. And it it wasn't good. I... I was scared, and the voices inside of me, these creatures inside of me, they were terrified too, and, and they, they said, we have to run, Russ, run, run! And so we started to run, and we ran fast up past, past the hills, through the hill country. We ran away from the Sea of Galilee. And as we ran, the further we ran, the more terrified the voices became, and the more terrified they became, the more terrified I became. And then the voices started to argue amongst themselves. And they would say, we have to run. And they'd say, no, we must fight him. We can't get away. Go, run! And I didn't want to. I didn't want to run back to the Sea of Galilee. I just wanted to get away. But they took hold of my body and they forced me to run straight at the sea. And as fast as we had run away from the Sea of Galilee, we ran toward the sea. And we ran. We ran so fast. We ran past a large group of swine. And and I expected when we got there that I would have seen a warrior. I expected to see an exorcist. I expected to see a priest. I expected to see a giant among men that all these voices were terrified of. (laughs) You know what I saw? I saw a small, modest fishing boat and a few men, Jewish men, coming out of it. 
But the voices were filled with rage and fear and anger. And they focused on one man. And as we ran, they had me run straight toward him. And we were ready to rip him apart with our bare hands. With my bare hands! And as we ran, ready to destroy him, this man looked at us and pointed at me and said, Come out of him, you unclean spirit. And the creatures forced me to the ground, shattered my knees on all the jagged rocks, and they bowed in homage to this man. And then they spoke. They spoke through me. They spoke using my breath, using my lips, using my tongue. And they said to this man, What business do we have with each other, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you, do not torment me. And then this man, Jesus, said to me, said to them, What is your name? In all these days and all these weeks and all these months, I don't know how long it was, I, I, it never occurred to me to ask them what their name was. It never occurred to me to ask who they were, or what they were doing. And the creatures spoke through me again. And they said, I am legion, for we are many. I am many. I am many. Do you know how many soldiers are in a Roman legion? Do you know? Six thousand. Six thousand! Jesus wasn't up against a few spirits. He wasn't fighting some voices. He wasn't fighting just a couple of demons. He was fighting an entire army of demons. And yet these demons, an entire army of darkness, was terrified of Him. And they said to Him, do not. They did not want to go out of the country. And they said to him, ah, do not. They did not want to leave. And they said, do not send us away. Send us into the swine that we may enter them, that I may enter them. And Jesus said, go. One word. Have you ever thrown up before? Have you ever vomited before? I, I mean really vomited. I mean so violent that it felt like all of your internal organs were going to come out of you. That's what it felt like as thousands of demons expelled from my body into the swine. I was completely exhausted sitting at the feet of Jesus. And I watched on the hillside. 
as 2,000 pigs, as 2,000 swine moved as one with hatred and madness in their eyes. They moved as one. They all went and drowned themselves in the Sea of Galilee. You must understand, at that moment, if Jesus had told me to throw myself into the Sea of Galilee, I would have done so. But this Jesus was different. He wasn't bent on my destruction like these demons were. And so now I bowed willingly to this man, to this Jesus, the Son of the Most High God, to my salvation, to my Savior. Some of the men who had seen what had happened came over. The men who had been tending the pigs. And they were very upset about the loss of the animals. But when they saw me, and they knew me, they knew who I was, they were terrified of me. When they saw me clothed in my right mind, when they saw me normal again, they became terrified. Everyone had tried everything to heal me, and no one had been able to, but this one man, Jesus, had cast out an entire army of demons. They asked him to go. They were afraid of his power. And so Jesus turned to get back onto the boat and I threw myself in front of him and I begged him to take me with him. I would have followed him anywhere. I put myself at his, I threw myself at his feet and I blocked his way so he wouldn't be able to move around me and I just held on to him. But Jesus picked me up by the arm and he looked me in the eyes and he said, Jason, go. Go home. Go home and tell your friends and family what God has done for you and how the Lord has shown mercy to you. And so now I go throughout the Decapolis region telling you about this great man, Jesus. About the one who delivered me. You know, Jesus demonstrated something. When I came at him filled with legion, possessed by legion, Jesus showed that he was a superior spiritual force by casting them out of me. And the same is true for you. You might not face an army of demons, but when you're spiritually desperate, when you can't help but sin, you call out to Jesus, you rely on His power, and He will come and change you. He will set you free just the way, same way He set me free. I tried to grab hold of power and it almost destroyed me because I didn't grab hold of the One who holds all power, that is Jesus Christ. In your struggle with life, in your struggles with sin, grab hold of Jesus. He is the powerful one. He will set you free from your struggles, from your sin. Hold on to Jesus. Rely on his power.
And that was our story. I hope it terrified you. Unbeknownst to me, I busted my right knuckle open early in the sermon. Blood spattered my clothes and my hand was bloody for the rest of the message. Everyone thought it was part of the theatrics. I didn't realize it had happened until after the sermon. This particular narrative can be found in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, verses 1-20. through 20. Pull it out and read it. Before we go, remember that... This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network. For more great content and community, visit ChristianGeekCentral.com. Please remember to join our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, blog about us, leave us reviews on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us, and tell your friends. Until next time, I'm Nathan James Norman, reminding you, go home to your people and report to them what great things the Lord has done for you, and how he had mercy on you.